welcome to Sales Manifesting and Podcast Guesting. I'm your host, Erin Curran, a podcast guesting professional. This is the podcast for ambitious entrepreneurs and coaches calling more freedom, abundance and peace into your life. If you're ready to increase your income and make an impact, then you're in the right place. I'll be talking to industry experts to uncover the magic of sales, scaling, business energetics and manifestation, as well as giving you your weekly dose of inspiration so you can leverage podcast guesting to grow your business. Subscribe to this podcast and stay tuned for real life stories, successful strategies and aligned mindset shifts. Hello and welcome back to another guest episode of Sales Manifesting and Podcast Guesting, the podcast. I'm your host, Erin Curran, and today joining us is Jenny Unsworth. She's a holistic business coach committed to liberating clients from hustle culture. Through her own experience with burnout, she's uncovered the power of tapping into energy and frequency to find success. She now guides others to unearth their manifesting abilities in their lives and businesses with a focus on relationship to self. Jenny teaches seamless client attraction through manifesting from a place of leadership and confidence. Welcome to the show, Jenny. How are you? Oh, thank you so much for having me, Erin, and for that lovely introduction as well. I'm doing really well. I'm really excited for this morning's conversation. Yes, me too. Um, So I'd love for you to share a little bit more about your own journey in your own words and how you got to where you are today as a holistic business coach. Absolutely. So I think really my story coming into kind of the spiritual world, I always see it as like we have our normal 3D world and then I feel like the spiritual aspect aspect of it is it's almost like this hidden world where like as soon as you're introduced to it you start to see things in such a different way and you're like oh my goodness everything is actually working for me and we start to develop this kind of deeper relationship with ourselves or but with our purpose with people around us with the way that we're flowing through life so for me I was introduced to to this and and to personal development kind of three or four years ago in the pandemic so my spiritual awakening definitely came because of that and which I am grateful for that aspect of it Um, and I was working within a multi-level marketing company and a huge part of it was personal growth and this is something that I'd never really done before but definitely something that I felt that pull towards and I was working within my team with a lot of other coaches, healers, yogis, so people who were within this world and they all actually had a coach in common who was coaching them and that was my first big investment that was super scary it was like four figures straight off the bat um and something that was really strange at the time i think when you're in the coaching world like investing becomes so normalized but i also so sympathize when you're not when you are just looking to invest in yourself it can be quite shocking but that is like 
the best step I've ever done for myself. And with that coach, she was a manifestation and mindset coach. And I learned all about how our beliefs are shaping the way that we see the world. It's through the lens that we see things. And the assumptions that we have are exactly what plays out in the real world. So this is where I dove really deep into mindset, into kind of thoughts, feelings, actions, basically our inner world creating our outer world. And through there, these teachings really helped me. I had a lot of personal aspects that I could apply this to and the results I got from it were just insane. Like no amount of therapy or anything like that was helping me and you know everyone has personal trauma um, and this really helped because you put yourself in the driver's seat it's not something external to you um and then from there i just felt so cool to start a business with it i've always wanted to be my own boss um so I can, I'm smiling because I go back many years and, and the, the tales were there that I was like, I never want to work for anybody else. And so these two things kind of fell really nicely together. Um, and so I started my business back in kind of 2021, I think it was, yeah, over two, just over two years ago now. Um, and at the time I was, I've been in every single different niche. Um, but basically my teaching has always been the same. It's always been mindset and manifestation. Um, and then a huge part of that as well, um, which I think I was kind of, almost that realization was coming at the same time. And I'm sure we'll get into this a bit more deeply today, but was going from a hustle culture, like spending hours a day with my head in my laptop, getting so stressed, literally crying all of the time because there's no amount of stuff you can externally do. There's no amount of work, no amount of um, hours staring at a laptop that can make you feel better about yourself. And it just felt like this hopeless cycle, um, not sleeping well enough, not eating well enough because my priorities were elsewhere. They were at the time in the education, in my degree that I was doing. Um, and so that had a huge part of it as well. And I think that obviously that and then um, my ability to build a business kind of yeah brought along that holistic business mentorship that I'm now within. Um, and that is kind of where I've settled. And that's been kind of my title for about a year now. Um, but before that, my teachings were always the same. I think so many coaches will experience this as well, that you're always working towards the same mission, but it's finding your identity and your space and your message. So yeah it's funny we can kind of connect the dots backwards but that's kind of how how it started and, and how I got to where I am today yeah I really liked as well that you spoke about how our thoughts and assumptions is what creates our reality is that sort of linked to the law of assumption and the law of attraction do you believe in those things oh yeah a hundred percent and I love that you brought up those laws because that's something that I work with with my clients that I always say it's not luck that we're playing with it's not oh you've DM'd the person at the right time or you've said the right thing or your messaging is like really convincing it's because you're working with laws and when mm. we can actually see ourselves and align our thoughts our feelings and our actions with that person that we want to be becoming then it's inevitable that we attract that reality because all you see in front of you is exactly the assumptions you have so if you think business has to be hard it's got to take ages um, that you have to be a master at marketing and sales and you have to really establish yourself before you can gain clients that's exactly the experience you will have and that is why people get so stuck because 
their assumptions are mirrored in their external, but actually they think that their external is making their assumptions and their beliefs because they're going, well, look, it is hard. It is tricky. I'm not getting a client. But actually that's because you've believed that in the first place, which is so normal as well, um, especially when you're coming in. I think being a coach and being in this industry is so much more about a personal growth journey than any other industry. And so there's so much shadow work to be done but that will mean that your assumptions play out right in front of you, which is super helpful when you get into shadow work and get into healing those inner beliefs and those assumptions, um, but can be quite frustrating when we don't kind of see this connection. So absolutely, I think those laws are, are so beautiful. And, and I think as well, sometimes people overcomplicate things and think those laws are super spiritual and I can't access them because I'm not the special one, I'm not the chosen one, I'm not super spiritual. But actually, these laws are always in play. That is the reason why coming to the end of this year now when we're recording this, that people would have earned around about the same amount of money that they earned last year, which is super cool, I think, to see because you can tangibly see it because your beliefs, your assumptions haven't shifted. And that is it. That is one of it. That's like a really beautiful way to see it. You're like, oh, actually, the number in my bank account, the number on my income, whatever that might be, is literally exactly the same. And that then kicks in for people like, oh, this is real. Like, it's not just people bringing out these laws. So, yeah, I think they're two beautiful ones that you've you've suggested as well with the law of assumption um, and then the law of attraction going on for that law of vibration. So, yeah, absolutely. They're so yeah. fundamental. Yeah, you've answered that so well and explained it really clearly. I love that so much. Um, so, Jenny, what role does holistic rituals play in your own life today and how do you benefit from them? Mm, absolutely. So I think the way that I can sum this up in almost one sentence and um, i was actually on a retreat this year and, and heard this in a slightly different phrasing but it's i love my business but i love me more and that really stuck with me because when we can pour into our own cup and it's it goes beyond the instagram self-care self-love almost yeah almost the the trend of it it goes beyond that it's about the relationship that we have with ourselves and because the things that we are attracting again those assumptions those beliefs they really really start with how we see ourselves and so when we can actually fall in love with ourselves when we can prioritize ourselves that is such that is literally the foundation to everything that we attract because we're only attracting who we are being and the person that's around you the most is yourself so it's always checking in with how you talk to yourself how you go about your day that's kind of how we bring in the holistic aspect it's not just if you if you show up like shiny and brilliant in your business and then the rest of the day you're actually not focusing on anything else you're not eating very well maybe you're not prioritizing fun that is so underrated as a business owner you're not just a business owner you are so complex you're so 3d you're allowed to have friends and families you're allowed to go away you're allowed to have lions you're allowed to stay up late and have a lion the next day you're allowed to be this well-rounded person that feels super happy because when we can 
embody the feelings that our higher self would have when they've achieved a goal so maybe you have a manifestation in mind it might be i want to sell out my group program how would you feel at that point you know you'd feel happy you'd feel assured as well because you have all this income coming in it's secured you'd feel like really confident you'd feel calm you'd feel more present you'd feel like you can have fun because you're not having to prove yourself anymore if that's one of your stories well what would that look like maybe for for me that is going to a gym class in the middle of the day or this morning I literally stayed in bed till about 10 post gym class from yesterday <laughs> like you know when your body's so aching and yeah. you know, when we have those beliefs of like no we've got to be productive we just push through anything we need but I ask myself every single morning two questions actually first of all what is it that I need today because when we can when we can tune in with our needs, that is us loving ourselves. That is us creating that love vibration. And that is the highest vibration that exists. It's that pure vibration of love. And then I ask myself, what am I grateful for today? That's another holistic aspect of this, that when we can tune into what is going well now, what is serving us now, we can't help but attract more of that. So yeah, that's kind of what I mean by that holistic aspect is tuning in with ourselves first and then today once I'd had my little lion I went for a bath and caught up on some telly from last night and um, I had a little sweet treat so it's little things like that and that's not the everyday but for me you'll see even if you're on my Instagram stories that like every single day I take myself on a walk and um, every single day I cook myself a healthy meal or I would have food prepped every single day I make sure that I get eight or nine hours sleep <laughs> I need my sleep and and if like I'm stayed up a little bit later um, and I see that my my kind of wake up time is going to be pushed back, I never, ever feel guilty for that because you know yourselves, those days that you force yourself to do something when you've not got enough sleep, enough nutritious food in you, enough water, enough rest, because rest is different to sleep, definitely you will feel that in your work. And remember within my world, everything we work with is how we feel. You know, when we feel our best or when we show up 100% of the capacity we have that day, and that looks different every single day, the results we attract back are so different. So yeah, that always starts with how we're taking care of ourselves. Yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of self-care and self-concept as well, because I think sometimes that's quite underestimated the power of self-concept and how you view yourself and working on your own beliefs about yourself. So I really like that you, you brought that up and it does so link into self-care and bleeds into how you feel and then how you behave and affects your whole life. So it's really important. Um, in one of your Instagram posts, you talk about your 1% rule which is ideal for business owners who feel stuck in their businesses. So what is your 1% rule? And yeah, just tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So the business owners that I tend to work with and tend to attract are what I call very masculine centered. So they're very much about doing. And one of the almost wounds that can come up around this is this perfectionism of like my business has to be 10 out of 10 100% all of the time like my messaging has to be amazing um, my posts have to be amazing the way I sell has to be amazing I have to be sending hundreds of DMs every day it's very even saying those words it's very like all in very boisterous almost and with my 1% rule 
it almost gives you this permission that actually, well, perfectionism isn't a thing because if we think about in the universe, there's no top vibration as such, like there's infinite amount of frequencies. And so we will never reach like the top frequency and therefore there's no such thing as perfect, but there's always another way. And this is what I love to use is to refine. So it's never about making something perfect, but it's how can we refine this a little bit more? And that is exactly what my 1% rule is. If we just every single day strive for 1% better in one area, then we're going to be refining it. And it kind of takes out this almost rush, this force, you know, when you know, when you've got like something to hand in to someone else and you're like, oh God, this has to be perfect. And I'm really worried about it. If we carry that energy into our business of like worry and stress, first of all, that's not why we started our business. It needs to be this freeing thing that we feel energized to do as well. And when we drop that, that kind of idea around perfectionism and around things having to be like tip top amazing, we allow ourselves to grow. And actually perfectionism is just another word for procrastination because a lot of the time it leads us to this freeze, like oh, I won't post this because it's not perfect or I won't launch this program because it's not perfect. And actually, again, there's no such thing as that. So when we can step into, okay, I'm gonna post this post today, but how can I step into 1% more confidence around it? Or how can I activate my audience just 1% more in this story? So it's just like a little tweak, it's a little refinement. And when we can, it's about your assumptions again, when we can see that these refinements is what creates success and not getting things perfect, we actually have so much more fun in our business. We can get so much more creative. And as well with this 1% rule, as I was saying with the masculine core, it's a lot less about the actions that you're taking, but it's the energy that that you're taking them in. So instead of it being like, okay, how can I like contact so many more people today? It's, you know, how can I contact 10 people today, but step 1% more into authority? Or how would I show up just 1% more confident if I knew that I was going to sign someone by Friday? So it's the energy that we're showing up in. And as you said, it's your self-concept. It's the way you see yourself. You know, if I saw myself as a leader just by 1% more, how would that shift the way I show up? And through those words, you can see it's a much more gentle approach. And it's also allowing your business to grow because... I also think in this industry, there's a lot of pressure on like, oh, I've got to be a billionaire yesterday. <laughs> like I'm not doing this fast enough. I'm not getting there fast enough. Um, that I need to sign clients to prove my worth. But actually when we can feel worthy, when we can feel like a professional, when we can feel like a great coach outside of any external validation, that is when you hit that key. And that's what the 1% rule is all about. It's just shifting into that identity just a little bit because we can almost have this, um, this almost fake positivity or, or this big dissonance between how you see yourself and who you want to step into. If one day you feel absolutely rubbish about your coaching business, you hate every part of it, it all feels like it's crumbling. No affirmation about I'm a strong, powerful leader and I'm great and I'm confident and I'm a millionaire. That isn't really going to resonate because again, when we're 
we're almost programming ourselves to have these new beliefs. We've got to be gentle. We've got to just go one step at a time. And that doesn't mean it has to take ages, but it means that we can slowly filter it in. And this almost discomfort of bringing in new beliefs is really reduced because we're just almost teasing it a little bit. So yeah, that's kind of my 1% rule. And that's even something you can ask yourself every morning of, you know, how can I step into confidence, leadership, authority, joy 1% more today how can you know whatever that wound is that you have how can I step into almost the opposite of that just 1% today um, because I know that there's a real big trend in the industry of like what's that limiting belief okay let's flip it and let's just integrate that now that is absolutely the right direction but sometimes our ego can go well no that doesn't exist that's not right and rejects it straight away so we need to just yeah just step into it gently and allow your business to have that progress and journey as well rather than thinking that you have to embody this like fantastic confident person straight away because yeah we want to allow ourselves that grace to grow too mm, definitely and in another post you said well quote one of the biggest tricks that your ego is playing on you right now is that you don't have enough time to have a successful coaching business end quote so how can these beliefs in our egos affect our businesses and how can we challenge the ego? Mm, absolutely. We touched on the ego a little bit there, but yeah. you're right. That is one of the things that we can be telling ourselves is I don't have enough time and um, I don't have enough money to invest in myself to be a good coach. Um, I don't have the right resources. It can even be things like I'm not qualified. I don't have that that certification at the end of my name. Um, so that means that I can't have a successful business. And straight away, you've almost gone to the universe, like don't send me any client success income because I'm not available for it. It's like going to a restaurant and saying, well, I'm a vegan, I'm a vegetarian, and then getting disappointed when they don't give you the steak <laughs> because you've kind of asked them not to do that. And so, of course, it, first of all, it's very normal to have these beliefs because you're not just saying them because you love to deny yourself of things it's because you truly believe them they feel really logical they feel very deep rooted um, and they can feel like fact because our beliefs the way that we see the world will feel like fact especially ones that have been there for a long long time um, so especially beliefs again going back to that masculine core that doing is I've got to work nine to five every day for me to have a successful business because that's kind of nine to five there's songs about it that's literally our <laughs> programming in the working world right um or it might be i've got to work monday to friday um or it could be you know to do anything i've got to have a proper job title and so i need to get qualified these are also normalized in our society that we bring them they're, they're just who we are we bring them into our business um it's the beliefs that we have you know if you go about your day-to-day -day life there will be yeah shadows of what people believe it's funny when you get into this work you can then talk to someone and see the exact beliefs they have because it's the way that they operate and um, but actually when we can have different beliefs when we can actually see well what if the less hours I work and the more hours I spend on myself, what if that was the key to attracting in clients? Just almost having a little play around with that, not having to switch it into your ego straight away, but just going, well, what would that look like? How funny would that be? How interesting would that be? Um, and it's creating your own 
your own evidence for this as well because one of the hardest things when it comes to shadow work and stepping into a new identity is there is countless evidence for i've got to work nine to five i've got to work 40 hour week because especially if you've transitioned from the corporate world that will literally be your whole life and your routine and your work is so core to your identity too so and when we can start having our own evidence of like well actually the better i feel in business the more i can show up the bigger capacity i can take the more i can be present with my clients and so they can get a better transformation just even listing down like tiny little bits of evidence that this new belief is correct then you can start to it's almost like um something rolling down a hill like it builds momentum and um, it gets bigger it gets stronger and that's that one percent rule every single day and it will slowly drop in so the ego center is kind of where these beliefs sit and the ego always wants to make sure we're safe and therefore it will kind of suggest to us thoughts that are in alignment with our beliefs and so that's why it feels so logical and it feels like fact because um, little things like if a toddler crosses a road, they're not going to check both ways because one of their beliefs isn't just yet that roads are dangerous or I've got to check both ways. Whereas it's almost instinctual for us to do it. How wrong would it feel to just walk into a road? Because it feels like fact to us, like, yeah, I've got to check both ways to make sure it's safe. Now, obviously, that one we very much need. Um, and that is the ego suggesting something that is keeping us safe. But the ego doesn't just work in dangerous situations it works in all situations and so it's almost acknowledging like yeah okay i hear you i can see you're trying to keep me safe but actually this isn't true um and a way that we can feel into this is you know say if you have a belief of I don't have enough time because I've got a full time job. I've got a nine to five, so I can't have a coaching business that's successful on top of that. Well, is it impossible to do that? Is there no one in the world that's ever had a nine to five and a successful coaching business? Is that like absolutely impossible? And if you can go, oh, no, it's not impossible, even just a little bit, even if the doubts are still coming up, then you know that there is a way that you can be releasing this belief, even if it takes a little bit of time even if it feels very fast in your ego you can still be releasing that so that's what's quite fun about this that the ego can feel so logical and again because we see everything through the ego through those beliefs and assumptions we can go look here's all the evidence that like this absurd idea of me wanting to have a successful coaching business can't work but remember you're you're creating that evidence from the inside out and so yeah how would it feel to flip that um, and start to back yourself up as well in whatever kind of yeah whatever ego statement is coming up for you because even though they feel so real 99% of the time they're really not and it's just the assumptions we put on things because all our mind wants to do is kind of label things and so we'll always have an assumption about something and normally the assumption is kind of the one that's the easiest to feel into like oh this is impossible because it feels very strange especially if um you're not surrounded by people who work two hours a day and then the rest of the day they spend with their friends and families doing various bits we really are a product of our environment and we almost download our beliefs from there and so when we can actually be brave and have that faith in that there gets to be another way 
we start to go, well, I might try the steak option. I might try a little bit of this, that and the other. And the universe starts to go, okay, she's becoming available for it. And that's when that magic can start to happen. Mm, that's a beautiful another beautiful answer there you just honestly explain <laughs> things so well Jenny and yeah I'm just such a believer that like our thoughts create our realities and I loved what you said about finding you know finding new evidence to support your new belief that you want to wire in instead of like oh I have to get a nine to five or oh I have to do this it's like well what do I want to do and where is the evidence that that is possible for me? How has someone else done it before? So I think that, yeah, you're right. Like our brains are just so logical, aren't they? Like we just like, oh, I need proof. I need evidence. Duh, 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 duh. So then start finding the evidence of I can create the most amazing reality for myself. Mm, so true. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. yeah. Yeah, I'd love to know as well, um, what does burnout look like? Because you obviously like work with people who are kind of in the midst of hustle culture and trying to get out of hustle culture. So what does burnout look like? And do you have any tips or strategies that you can share with for anybody who's really keen to just break out of hustle culture? Mm, absolutely. And it's definitely not the easiest thing because when you are hustling again it feels so logical it feels like you should be doing that because throughout school literally from the moment we step into those doors and our subconscious which is where our belief system is this is like wide open from uh when we're born actually before that um up until we're about seven and so in this place, we're taking on everything like it's fact and beliefs. And so one of the things we have been taught through school is that our grades, the amount of time we spend revising, the amount of hours we're in school. Remember, you're literally in school in the UK, especially from my own personal um, understanding of it, is you're in school for like six hours, five days a week for I don't even know, 18, 16 years, something ridiculous like that. A long that. time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very long time. <laughs> and so you're already programmed to think that you need to be spending hours every day, days every week, yes. weeks every year towards these things. And that it's the grades that define you or the numbers of marks that you get. And so it's basically telling you that the harder that you work, the better your results will be and therefore the better person you will be. Because that was one reason why Hussa was part of my story because I was or, or you are labeled as a student, you're like, well, I'm a high school student, I'm a college student, I'm a university student. And so that is your identity. And therefore people are basically saying to you that like the grades that you get define who you are. You know, even through school, you're put into sets. It's like the clever people are all together. And then the people who are labeled as less clever are all together. And that becomes part of who you see yourself as. Um, that it becomes part of your identity like oh i've got to work really hard to be up in this set um or i'm not good at things i'm not i'm not good with technology i'm not good with numbers i'm not good with words and that just defines who we see ourselves as and it basically tells us that the harder that we work the better person that we are and so what we need to do when we're releasing this hustle culture start to see ourselves as a good person as just as worthy as just as successful without having to prove it externally and that's where this identity become uh, kind of comes into it 
that if you if we take an example if you ever get a compliment from someone so like oh i love your hair today or i love that jumper your mind will always oh nice you've trained it will always go oh you know i've just thrown it back or oh yeah it was how funny we'll always go oh i got it from the sale like why do we want to preach that <laughs> but we always come up with something to almost caveat it with mm. and that is because we don't feel good enough to receive that compliment or we feel we feel like we need to go oh no don't worry about it like no it's absolutely fine but when we can that's almost a great practice to see that you're worthy otherwise so obviously those compliments come externally and no matter how many times someone tells you you're beautiful you're great at what you do you will never ever ever believe them and this is something you might a little bit but it won't sink in properly this is something that i really experienced that in my a levels which i work very very hard for and i literally left school with no friends i had people i sat with but i wouldn't say they were friends because Mm -hmm. i had no time to see them because i was so busy i had no hobbies um i actually ended up with a back injury um that i didn't address because my back injury would be triggered when I was sat down for long periods of time. And guess what? I would just be sat at my laptop. And so I was literally going, this is more important than my own health. And when you're 18 years old with a back problem, (laughs) like surely you should go, I'm 18 years old. I've got many more years to live. I need to look after this. Um, But you don't because your focus is here because nothing else matters. And so that was it for me. It was very laser focused. And no matter how many times people told me you need to slow down and like you've done enough, you wouldn't believe that because that comes externally. Whereas when we start to release the hustle, it has to be an internal thing. Mm -hmm. And this is this realization. I had that at the end of my A-levels, I got top grades in every single one of my subjects. And obviously that came from this hard work. But I remember stepping out of the like hall once we got our results and just having this sadness come over me Mm. because I had such high standards for myself that when I achieved those grades, I was just like, yeah, that's what I expected. And all of my friends were like, this is crazy. Like you've literally done the best in every single subject and you still feel like a bit sad, a bit almost underwhelmed. You're like, Mm. oh, okay. And that was that kind of realization for me that it's like nothing external to me, no grades, no compliments, doesn't matter what people tell you you're good at, you're bad at. The only thing that matters and that really sinks in is how you see it yourself. And so bringing that back to hustle is actually what makes me happy because people will think you will you think that people will always go oh she's the hard worker because of this the thing is they will have their own opinions because remember we're always seeing the world through our own lenses and so the way that someone else sees you is through their own beliefs And so it's never about what you're doing, really. It's just the way that they see it. And so what we need to start to shift is the way that we see things, because it's that old phrase of it doesn't matter what anyone thinks about me, that is their business. It's about what I think about myself. And so what we want to do to release that hustle, because hustle is so tied in with our own self-worth, is we want to see ourselves as worthy outside of that. And maybe that is challenging yourself in different ways. So 
for me, I like to find other areas that I can be proud of myself in because I got to that point in education where I pushed myself so hard that I was no longer proud. You know, when you think about when someone says like, you, were, you must be so proud of yourself and you're like, I'm not really because I've got such high standards for myself. I don't even think about it. But if someone else did that, because that's the lens you see things through, like if you reach this level, oh my God, that's amazing. You would go, wow, that's great. But you never say that for yourself. And so when we can congratulate ourselves on the small things, we get that worthiness from within. It's that inner validation. That is when we start to release that hustle. So for me, I started feeling proud of myself for not the hours of work that I was doing, but how I was feeling during those hours of work or those less hours of work. So, you know, I used to literally stress myself to tears, but I would be so happy because I'd done like 12 hours of work. Whereas I then just slowly reduced it to, okay, what happens if I did eight hours of work today, but I did it with my favorite drink in my pajamas and watching something fun. I felt really proud of myself because I felt great during it. Or maybe it's little things like going to a new gym class and feeling so proud of yourself that you actually showed up, that you went somewhere on your own and it was quite strange, but you did a good job. Or maybe you're so proud of yourself because you let yourself sleep in an hour more, which feels bizarre. You're like, why would I waste an hour? Like I've got things to do. But when we can slowly do that for ourselves, and again, the ego wants to keep us safe, we'll be saying to us like, well, no, you should be working. You should be doing this, that and the other. But it's kind of acknowledging that and then gently bringing yourself back to that belief of like, it's never what I'm doing that's getting me the results. It's always how I'm feeling because we're working with vibrations. The universe never sends us things because we've worked hours and hours and hours on it. It's almost the opposite. Normally, the more that we work, the more we're in hustle and burnout, obviously the lower our vibration. So actually, when we can start to work that little bit less and feel a little bit better about it, more proud, a higher self-worth a higher self-esteem more confidence in ourselves that vibration slowly starts to go up and we start to see that evidence that actually it's not the hard work that's achieved this but it's who i've seen myself and it's the values that i hold to myself throughout this process so i would say that's definitely how you can see that you're in burnout in the sense that you're prioritizing the actions over how you're feeling and how you're looking after yourself as well and i think some strategies first of all is putting boundaries in place for yourself mm -hmm. so it's getting super strict with yourself especially in the first place because this is probably something that's been widened to you for a while, especially if you're in the corporate world or come out of education. It's putting boundaries in place. And maybe those boundaries are, I don't do anything to do with work Saturday or Sunday, or I don't go on my laptop or Instagram after 6 p.m., whatever that might be. And it's congratulating yourself for those things, even though they might feel super easy because you have such high standards, it's getting used to finding those little wins every day. And um, so I'd say definitely start with that. And then just before you go to bed, think about those wins for the day. Like yesterday, I congratulated myself on going to a new book club, which feels super easy. It's not rocket science. But for me, that was such a big leap because it was new people. It was a new place. Um, you have all these doubts coming up of like, well, what does this place look like? And all of these fears. 
but then I'm like, well, I did that and I don't have to go again if I don't want to, but that's my little win for today. So it's bringing yourself back to that and celebrating yourself for what you're doing rather than thinking that what you're doing is like a baseline, you know, mm, thinking like, yeah. oh, well, I'm working 12 hours a day, but that's just my normal anyway. But yeah, it's bringing that down and celebrating the feeling, yeah, rather than the action. Definitely. And let's just talk a bit about manifestation now. So what has been your personal favorite thing that you've manifested and how did you call it into existence? Mm, I love that question. I think two, it's hard to think back previous years, but two things that I've manifested recently, which I've been very grateful for, um, is where I'm living right now. I think that's been a real big manifestation. So for me, I was looking, I was actually living in my van and um, for a little bit over the summer. And obviously winter's approaching and I'm in the UK, so not the smartest idea to stay in a van. So I was looking for somewhere that I can rent um, and the renting market is quite, there's not a lot on the market at the moment and it was something that I was a little bit worried about because I'd thought about it last minute <laughs> mm. um, and I actually this house that I had manifested and it, it wasn't something where I had like a vision board of it and I thought about it for ages. It was the kind of calm, cool and collected energy I had during this search of knowing that everything was working out for me, that the universe has this bigger plan, this kind of trust in yourself and this bigger energy. And this house now is five minutes from my parents' house, which no other property was. And it's absolutely perfect. It is beautiful. It has a garden. It has some beautiful places I can go for walks nearby. Um, it's got so many beautiful activities around it as well that I'm getting involved in. So it was absolutely beautiful where it is. And sometimes when we're in this rush energy or this force of like, oh God, nothing's working out and stressing about it, mm -hmm. that is when these things can us, but when we can bring in this kind of calm, collected, trusting energy, almost attracting rather than chasing, that is when these things come in because I found this one week. Um, by the next week and there was so many other people that were coming for this room by the way there was and she said like no i feel like you're the right fit for it the landlady um and then within a couple of weeks i like made my deposit and we were in and it started exactly when i wanted it to start it's a nice kind of medium um kind of tenancy so I don't have to move out too quickly or too far away i can also extend it if i want to so all of these things fell in so beautifully and like it's just the most beautiful house as well so i'd say that's one of my favorite manifestations recently and then another one of mine going back a little bit now and it's always going to be one of my favorites because it was kind of when i started getting into this work around the energy and um, the way that you see yourself, your identity, um, is that I attracted in my first four-figure client within about two or three weeks of going into my inner work. And all I mean by that is kind of shifting the way I'm seeing myself, my identity, the energy that I was approaching my business with, how I saw myself as a coach, a marketer, a saleswoman. And um, so all of these things, and we sometimes think, oh, I've got to really embed, embody this and embed it for months and months and months, but actually, when we can just be consistent with this inner work practice and reflect this in our day things happen so quickly so 
this client as well. I think I'd I'd been connected with her for a while, but she'd never ever said to me like, oh, I'd love to invest with you. And because I was in this confidence energy, I actually reached out to her and she, I think we had a connection call like the next day. And that connection call was when I was like on a field in my camping chair in the sun. It was glorious. Um, and that day, I think the only other thing I did was went on a walk. Like I wasn't sat actively on my business. It was from one conversation to one connection call I was literally then at Buckingham Palace <laughs> and she said to me um yes I'd love to do it and I started saying I literally started typing like okay what payment plan would you like to do and then she as I was typing said I'd love to pay in full and then a few days later, I received these four figures while out for brunch with my partner. So none of these times I was like on my laptop at a desk, anything like that. And that just shows you that it's always the energy that you can mix that fun. You can mix family because I was out with my family at Buckingham Palace or my other side of my family. Um, it was the summer. I was in such a high vibration because I had actually just had this beautiful epiphany with my business that it gets to be fun, it gets to be easy, gets to be effortless. And then, yeah, the money came in and we were actually going on holiday like the next week. So I put a chunk towards that, a chunk towards my future travels. And, but I didn't go, oh God, I feel great now. Like I feel amazing. I obviously did. And it's that initial buzz, but I'd stepped into that identity before it had happened. And so it's then inevitable because you're on that frequency, that dimension. So yeah, those are my two kind of more recent, this kind of year um, manifestations that, that I've loved. And it's just always about the energy you approach it with. Mm, thank you for sharing that, Jenny. And on Instagram, um, just going back to another one of your amazing Instagram posts, you touched on becoming the observer of your own thoughts. Um, I guess that's like very mindful and very meditation orientated, but what does the benefits of meditation and being the observer of your own thoughts have in the life of a business owner? Like how can that benefit business owners? Yeah, absolutely. And you're right. Uh, meditation is one of the ways we can get there, um, especially when you first start practice, uh, practicing this. And I'm looking over now at my bookshelf. It was, oh, I can't see the name. Um, the name has slipped my mind, but this concept comes from a book called The Power of Now. Um, and it's a beautiful concept of basically coming back to the thoughts that you're having now, sitting with them and seeing and almost acknowledging them, not trying to suppress them, because a lot of the time, the doubts that we have coming up for us, we kind of just let them run the show, or we suppress them. It's kind of one of the two. Whereas what we want to do in this in this place, becoming the observer of our thoughts, is just acknowledging what's coming up for us and kind of sitting with that and allowing it to come up. So the ego might be saying to you, and this might be also something that kind of happens that you don't realize, because especially when we start our business, there's so many doubts that come up. We feel like an imposter. We feel like we're not doing the right things. And that's kind of just the energy we carry through the day. But when we can just sit with even one thought that comes up of like, oh, I've sent this DM to this person, but they're just gonna, they're gonna like, um they're going to ghost me. They're not going to want to invest with me. Oh, I don't know why I did that. I'm so silly. I'm such an imposter. Just sitting with that for a moment, not 
acting from that place and going, oh, I'll just go and delete that message. Not suppressing it and going, oh, no, I don't want to listen to that. Just observing it, seeing what the ego is telling us. What's the biggest story? Where has this come from? Why do I feel like this? What has been that incident that's brought up this identity? You know, because there'll always be a root of to why we feel like that. And almost just breathing into it. That's where this meditation aspect can come into it. Just taking a moment, just breathing, just allowing it all to kind of come up and bubble up. And then it's switching into okay well how can i see this in a different way mm -hmm. or going back to that one percent how can i step into one percent more confidence around that thing that's bringing up all of this doubt and when we can become that observer sometimes we can also go into deeper shadow work with it we can look at the um the root of it we can start to apply some love to it we can start to release it and embody something new or just in our everyday, we can see what comes up. We can just take a moment to acknowledge it, to send that compassion to ourselves, get curious as to what this is telling us. And then we can step into, well, actually, what goodness is happening here? Or how can I send love to this situation? I have like a bunch of questions I ask myself after these things come up. But the very first thing we want to do is we want to be yeah becoming the observer of our thoughts because as our manifestation power comes in it's almost the first filter it goes through is our thoughts it's those repetitive thoughts every single day so it's what are those repetitive thoughts that are coming up just taking them one at a time even just writing them down because the more that we play them through our minds the more that they will change how we feel so say if you have a thought that is i'm never going to sign a client or my next client is many months away that will translate into our feelings of like hopelessness sadness frustration rough forcefulness that will go into our actions of Either it's kind of one of the two, you either go into freeze, you step away from your business, you don't want to do anything, or you go into flight, which is, okay, what can I do? Well, I can post to my stories, I can DM all these people, I can reduce my pricing, I can give programs away from for free. Um, when we kind of step back, we know that neither of those are very helpful responses. So it's taking, it's kind of responding rather than reacting. It's taking that moment to go, okay, I hear you, I see you, there's a reason these are coming up. And yeah, just acknowledging them. And from there, we can take action from a much better place or we can direct our thoughts a little bit differently. And the more that you do this, like I've practiced this for a long, long time. And so I see myself doing this all the time, almost like second nature, just like thoughts are. My thoughts go instantly into observing themselves. Mm -hmm. And then we can also say, okay, well, this thought, keeps coming up to me so let's just take a moment that's where mentorship is so strong as well and so powerful because they can see almost your blind spots and your thoughts that feel so logical and real to you so you almost don't realize they're happening and they can go hey have you ever thought about this pattern that's coming up for you with your thoughts and then you can start to sit with it and again the thoughts that we have is the way we see the world so when we start to observe them and slightly tweak them the way that we see the world is so different yeah mm. and what advice would you give to your younger self so this can be both personal and or business Mm, that's a really good question. I think, hmm, 
I think one of them would have honestly been to have more fun because I've always been about 50 years older than I actually am in my mind. Um, And I always thought that I have to step into like being quite serious and being on top of all my studies and having having it all figured out and things like this. But when we can actually embrace this fun aspect and go, well, okay, this isn't feeling great at the moment, but it doesn't mean I have to fix it. You know, what do I really want right now? Maybe it's, yeah, I want to go outside and, and hang out with my mates when I've like been doing two hours of revision. Um, or maybe it's, I just want to take this weekend off and go to that gymnastics class that I was missing. I think embracing that fun and also knowing you can carry that on, that it's not just children that can have fun. Like I have so much more fun now in my like week than I did like when I was at university. And um, because at uni, I was so focused on like work and, and it also I don't think it was for me particularly. Whereas now I literally I think my parents think I do nothing because I do my business non-negotiables in the morning. I then might have lunch, go to a class, go for a walk, do a little bit at the end of the day with some client calls. And then I'm in my pajamas by 6 p.m. And that is how I want my life to be, that it's knowing that you can map out exactly what it gets to look like. And anything that's not serving you, when it doesn't feel good, it's not meant for you. So you can drop those things as well. Um, and yeah, I think it's embracing that side of it and and also knowing that you can be two things at once. You can be uh, like the best student ever but at the same time having a really great social life or you can be really good at your job but also have boundaries in place or you can be the top seller in your department and still go on holidays like in the month you know mm-hmm. so it's knowing that you can have those two those two things and that is hustle hustle is um is very much just in one camp and very strong towards this way. It's knowing that you can have two things and still be worthy of that promotion, that boost in income, that new client, whatever it might be. Yeah. Mm. And do you have a particular standout client transformation story, your favorite that you'd like to share with us? I'm sure there's many, but do you have any that really like stand out that you're really, really proud of? Absolutely. I think um, going back to that same client that I signed um, kind of after being in this inner work, her um, journey really reflected mine. She's She's been doing an incredible job. We've just finished our kind of three months together. Um, and she was um, telling me that kind of when she got into this work, because we did a lot of shadow work to begin with. And then when we started shifting her identity, she First of all, she'd signed this client like straight off the back who actually like reached out to her to invest. And it was within, again, two weeks where she'd gone into this inner work. She'd been doing her affirmations track and some other bits and bobs we'd put in place. But again, these rituals aren't like heavy things that take hours and the ceremonies and all these things. It's little tweaks that you can almost melt into your day. So within two weeks, she'd actually attracted a client that had requesting like I really want to work with you and they are now on a rolling monthly basis with them and with a high three-figure value for her so that was really beautiful Um, and she'd also been manifesting like she'd spent some money and then as soon as she'd left the store that money had come back into her account from somewhere else so she was really magnetic with money she'd had a new client coming in 
um, that she'd worked with before that wanted to sign with her for three months, like no questions asked, let's go for it. She also, um, when we step into this confidence and this leadership, you almost start to access higher action points. So when we are kind of in this hustle, we're like, oh, what can I do? And it's all kind of scrambled. Um, but when we're on this higher frequency, we start to go into refining your messaging, um, having sacred conversations in the DMs. And there were three women that were kind of on the cusp of, of um of coming into her world but buyers sometimes they will ask to invest with you sometimes they want you to reach out so we'd gone through exactly how to do that in a very service way and then one of them signed instantly pay in full and then another one i think um then was thinking about it and was going to pay in chunks but from those conversations that were like 10 minutes she'd had at least two or three more clients come in and before this time she'd been working with um she'd been booked out in her business but she knew that she was like I'm just missing this feeling aspect that I'm spending so much time preparing for client calls um I'm loving my clients but it's not lighting me up like I just know that there's something a little bit more she spends so many hours perfecting her posts being in this kind of three week of like jumping on a business and then going into this slump of like oh okay i'm feeling quite frozen now i like not going on my instagram not showing up in my business and so that momentum never kind of built with other clients um and she just felt this very stressful energy around her business she felt like like where's my next month's income coming from and now from all of her manifestations and also you know having so much fun in her business she's now booked out until february next year um, and she's already thinking about what she wants to do from march onwards so yeah that's one of my favorite transformations and it just proves how easy it is like once she'd signed those two clients from the dms um or one or two she was then like okay i'm waiting for someone to be like oh i'm only joking because she was like this was so easy like it was just it was like shocking and that money just came into her bank account and she was like oh god this actually does get to be easy yeah whereas beforehand she thought this has to be really hard like i have to work i have to like build this big relationship so now she's got like a new program coming out and um, but she hasn't even announced it and she's already got people signed up so yes as you can hear i could go on about that one um, but yeah, she's done just an incredible job shifting that identity. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it gets to be easy when you decide that it gets to be easy. It's like that real like subconscious programming is like, yeah, it's going to be easy. And then it becomes easy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah so right. um, how can people find you if they want to work with you? Absolutely. So the main place that I am is on, I'll say the main place, the only place I am um, is on Instagram. So it's Jenny Unsworth Coaching. Um, and on there, I'm basically on there every day, Monday to Friday, have those boundaries on a Saturday and a Sunday. Um, but there's always so many fun things going on. So yes, absolutely come over and join the community. Amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show, Jenny. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Oh, of course. And thank you so much for having me on. I've had the best morning chatting with you. Thanks for listening to Sales Manifesting and Podcast Guesting the Podcast. Please leave a rating on the platform that you're listening to this on. Follow me on Instagram at Erin Curran PR and stay tuned for the next one.